I don't know if you feel comfortable with this cushion that your team has got, or how do you sort of approach that? The cushion. The cushion is a pillow with feathers, right? Every game you lose, take a few feathers off. Pretty soon you just catch your head on it. No cushion at all. That ugly cat, is his name Hunter? Baby, let me ask you Shillington's okay is what I hear like he did not look okay he was knocked out cold when he went flying into the boards that was that was literally the scariest thing I've seen I think happened at the dome in like over five plus years it, it was so unfortunate too like everybody like started like booing Hartman and shit and like the flames went after Hartman but like it was it wasn't intentional at all it's like I'm I'm in the camp where it's like I, I, something like that happens and you go on Twitter and it's just a bunch of people like, oh, is it dirty? Is it not dirty? Who gives a fuck? The dude just got bent. That's all that should matter right now. Exactly. Like, if he doesn't have a concussion, he had to have at least separated his shoulder. Like, did you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Daryl said something about the principal point of contact being not as much the head but more or less the like neck and shoulder area so then he was like well he's fine i'm just like uh are you sure daryl because i i did and like did you see him skating off the ice like he looked like groggy like he had no no, yeah He, Uh, he he was out of it for sure i that was scary and i'm still concerned because we haven't got a real update yet yeah true that was like if i if he's playing on tuesday like i don't know what kind of gender nico oil this guy's applying to his muscles but like what the hell (laughs) yeah locker room at the dome if he plays on tuesday like i don't like geez but But like he 
his Instagram story last night saying that like, cause there was the, there was those people there with the flag. I'm not sure what flag that's from, but he posted that on his story and he's like, thanks for the support. Big W tonight. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, like give us a, <laughs> give us a medical update. <laughs> just like, take some time and recover okay like yeah like what like i'm just picturing imagine this dude like concussed like on like looking at the bright light like and his phone's like not on dark mode just like big w tonight like bro <laughs> what no like just i don't don't post on social media just go to sleep relax go get Cairo, whatever it is like just give us an update bro <laughs> <laughs> unreal like the worst the worst part like just looking on at Twitter, everyone's like, "Oh, oh my God, is it dirty? Is it not dirty? Oh my God, who are we gonna call up? Oh, it's Vela Mackey season. Oh, it's Connor Mackey season." I'm like, guys, it's Michael Stone season. Let's be honest, no <laughs> one's getting called up. That yeah, that's true. I mean, I I like the way thing the things that I've heard. I think he's gonna play on Tuesday. Yeah, which is like even Kachuk said that he seemed fine in the locker room, and I was like, mm-hmm, okay. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, well, God bless if that's the case, because Oliver wow. Is a man, a, a, a man amongst men, or a man amongst boys, sorry. Seriously. Like, literally, though. Like, literally. If, if I'm, if I fell into board, into the boards like that, like, I'd be in the ICU right now, like, getting, like, ice cream and, like, a, like, like, shipments, and I'd be eating it with a shovel. Like... <laughs> Or a straw, even just like just leaning, just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was terrible. But hey, dude, we tied a franchise record with wins, hey? We did, yeah. And Lindy tied the uh, the goal streak record, and even the win last night against Minnesota ties the longest streak for wins at home at the dome. So it's just it's record central, and Markstrom is two two shutouts away from Kipper. Yeah which is like disgusting. Like this is like, I don't know what it is we're witnessing. All I know is that give me more of this and inject it into my veins, please. Literally like, like this team, despite the, uh, the seven, one beat down that Vancouver handed us, um, they bounced back so nicely against uh, Minnesota. Even like when we gave up the first goal, like what was it? 45 seconds in last night. It was, it was like, a minute and a half yeah like, I, like, I saw I was I looked and I was like we came back from that I thought that would have just deflated the bench instantly see under Jeff Ward or any previous coach yeah we don't win games when they start like that and we certainly don't win games like the Seattle game like for example yeah I was at yeah. that game and I just want to say there were these, like, it was obviously like the kick club flames day. So it's like a lot of kids are at the dome and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was at that game and I swear to God, every time that there was like any sort of thing happening, there was a kid sitting behind us. Like, Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like turned around and I was like, yeah, it is. It's great. And he was like, okay, cool. And he's like, I'm still learning. And then I was like, that's awesome. And I keep it up. Like I started watching when I was his age. Like he was probably like five, six, barely, right? Oh, okay. And I was like, this is dope. Like you just you start him early. That's how I started. Um yeah. Same here. And like the thing that was hilarious is I'm walking on the concourse and this kid comes up to me with his dad. 
and he goes, Hey, you're the guy from that podcast, right? On YouTube. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Out of our 70-ish subscribers, you're telling me that you and your son watch no like watch us. Like, like you got recognized at the game you went to, and then I, I get recognized, and I'm just like, we're not even like that big yet, or maybe we just don't take into account how somewhat sizable we actually are. It's kind of cool. It is cool. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome to see. I I loved uh, I loved when I got recognized. I thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Literally, like I, he was like, oh, I he um he said something. He was like, he was like, you and Noah should keep it up because you guys are delivering pretty good content. I'm like, thank you. Let's get into it. We already covered the Dallas and Arizona games in our previous video, so I'm not. We're not really going to talk about those. Let's start more significantly with this with the home stretch. Um, Vegas, we absolutely decimate, like. I don't care what their excuse is. Oh, our lineup isn't full. Oh, whatever. We have so many guys out. I don't care. We beat you 6 nothing. You got bodied all night long. Like, just sit down, dude. Like, literally. literally. <laughs> just like, do it. That was Markstrom's eighth shutout of the season. Second highest total in franchise history, like, as we alluded to earlier. And, I mean, like... The franchise record of 10 is really in reach. That's like, that's crazy. It really is. Um, like how many games do we have left now? We're around the 30 mark. Yes. Yeah. We've got, we've got games for two shutouts. It's definitely 31. Yeah. Definitely within reach. Yeah. And like the, the Vegas game, like let's get into this real quick. Shots were 33 to 28. Power play went one for two. Shot attempts were 48 to 36. Scoring chances, 31-19. High dangers, 13 to 8. Michael Backlund was absolutely a man possessed that night. He had four points, a goal, and three primaries. And I was like, second yeah. half backs is literally the nickname they give him in the room. And that might be the most truthful thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. He, he he always finds a way to kick it up a notch in the second half of the season. And we get, well, I mean, the fan base gives him such shit throughout the entire first half of the season. He pretty much has to. <laughs> yeah, like, well, even Daryl gave him shit. He, like, if it wasn't for Daryl calling him out, does Backlund come out and start producing? I don't know. Um, like, either way, then you go to Toronto and Nikita Zadorov absolutely lays out Andre Kasha. I kind of forgot about that hit. I'm not going to lie. Dude, like, I, I th that hit is literally a top three moment of this season so far. And that, like, yeah. <sighs> Andre Kasha woke up on Mars. <laughs> he had no clue what arena he was in, what team yeah. he was all he knew is that Big Z just freaking destroyed him. Nuts. Just, it was nuts. Like, I I was literally sitting there. I was like, Nikita Zadorov just gave you your birth certificate. Like, <laughs> he is your father. Like, he is your daddy. Like, however you want to state it, he just handed you your the piece of paper that signifies your passage, pretty much. Like, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, we did get outshot in that game, though. Um, we had a huge second period against Toronto, where what we scored four, three or four, four, yeah, four, four. 
Yeah, and then you kind of felt the flame sit back in the third again. It kind of felt like we were watching a, a Jeff Ward system. <laughs> we had a sat back, and then uh, Toronto peppered us with shots, but Marky stood on his head all night long, held us in that one. 100%. And, I mean, like, it was an odd game, really. Like, the Leafs, quite honestly, obviously controlled possession. They had the puck all night. Um, but we found a way to keep – things pretty under control markstrom made the saves that he needed to um our pk was unreal just yeah. absolutely unreal top line played well that game and then yeah i mean like you said we locked it down in the third and then we carry out a win that's not a game again like these types of games the reason why they're impressive is not only the fact that we beat the leafs and they're annoying fans yelling soup in the dome for three hours but not even it's not even that it's the fact that these types of games and these gritty style of games where some nights you're not controlling possession that we're still going out and winning those that's that's a playoff win right there that's a that's a you're down three two and you need a win in game six that's a game six win in the playoffs right there and those are the wins that you love to see because you know that the team has the heart and the ability to grind those out 100 percent, yeah and like Andrew Mangiapane is on pace for over 45 goals this season. Um, yeah, well, he got his 27th last night. Wow. And yeah. even like <laughs> report when they asked him, they're like, if I told you that you'd be leading the Flames in goal scoring this year, like what would your question <laughs> be? He's like, I'd probably laugh at you, honestly. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, oh my God, I'm I'm worried about his contract, bro. I know. Like, I like there was a little bit where he just wasn't scoring, and I selfishly I was like, oh, this is a little good. This is a this is a little bit okay for contractual reasons. And then now it's like, oh dear. Like now I'm just like, well, no, it's back to the hell that we were expecting. It shouldn't have yeah. been anything else, even if it was for a brief stint. <laughs> um, yeah, like you take a look at pretty much even how dynamic our decor was during that stretch. Like, I think it was after the Toronto game, our decor combined for 23 points in like the last four. In, I think it was in the last six, but yeah. Yeah, which is like ridiculous to think about. Like, it, well, and like look at our decor. Like, nobody would have expected. At the start of this year, if I told you that that decor would be producing the way it is right now at the start of this year, would you believe me? No. No. Nobody. Was Sidorov and Gabranson as your third pairing? Speaking of Gabranson, he nets another one against Minnesota. Like That was a rocket. The guy is a goal-scoring machine right now. That was a rocket and a half. Like, I'm it sorry. Was. It was a snipe. And Chucky's pass also – like, okay, that – and, like, Matthew Kachuk had three points last night. Tyler Toffoli had three points last night. Blake Coleman had two points last night. Like – Toffoli oh. looked really good on power play one last night. I thought they had had a lot more zone possession time with the puck, and they looked a lot more calm, cool, and collected. And Toffoli helped out with that a lot. Like, he was – he was kind of playing on that flank where Goudreau or – I guess, yeah, where Goudreau would usually play – Mm-hmm. But he he was always keeping the puck in at the line. He was always making the smart play. He was always making the right pass across the seam. I, I really liked him on power play one last night. And it's unreal the fact that, like, 
you know, that we have that second option now. You've got Toffoli and Lindholm that Johnny can feed it to. That's two right-handed shots that it immediately makes our power play more dynamic just on paper. And, yep. like, just – dude, just – I still can't believe he's on our team. Like, I watched him score the first goal yesterday. First of all, I want to – I have some beef to pick with the Flames Twitter, uh, social media, whatever. You know how they post okay. the Flames' first goal thing? <laughs> It's like, oh, comment down below who you think is going to score the first goal. I swear to God, I was the very first comment, and I commented to Foley. <laughs> to Foley scores the first goal last night, and then they give the tickets for March 8th to someone else, and I realized, I'm like, oh, so it's a lottery system. Mm. Yeah, so probably. I'm sorry that my big brain energy being the first <laughs> comment gets me nothing. Like, wow. <laughs> Unreal. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. And like like the New York Islanders game, that was also a pretty nice, nice, nice game from us. Like in terms of shot attempts and scoring chances, like shot attempts were 66 to 40, scoring chances were 32 to 21, high dangers, nine to six. Ruzichka has the, had the highest game score that night. That right. was a great game out of Ruzichka. It was, I was in the dome that night. <laughs> That was a fun one to be at. That was what? It was a Saturday night? Yeah. yeah. A good one. That was a good one. And then you go to the Columbus game, right? And it's once again, just utter domination. Over double them in shots. Power play went through 0 for 2, but whatever. Shot attempts were 57 to 44. Scoring chances 29-19. High danger 16 to 7. Lindholm had the highest game score that night. Like just Come on, man. Like that. That's like, walked on one skate all the way across the entire offensive zone to tuck it. Yeah. It's like first game, first goal. It was such a good night to be a Flames fan that oh night. God, that was the pass from Gaudreau. Give me like three other guys in the league who are able to do that. Seriously. That is so like that type, that style of play is so intricate and so like rare. You don't see so many people with the have the confidence in order to be pulling something like that off. And then Flames fans chanting Tyler to oh. fold the dome. Oh. Like. What a what a what a game, dude. Just out, uh, like I don't know what makes me more happy. Seeing Tafoli's immediate scoring success since he's been here, or the fact or the way that he sellies when he scores. Like this guy right? puts all of it into him. He gets me hyped with him. I'm like, let's go, buddy. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Like absolute beauty. And then you've got after the Columbus game, then you've got Anaheim. Another like, dude, like this this streak was just like um, amazing. It was beautiful. I don't know how else to phrase it in a way that's more kid friendly. I think beautiful is the most kid friendly word you can use here. But yeah, yeah that was crazy. Like Oh, dude, like, like shots, 43-28. Power play went two for five. Shot attempts, 37-26. Scoring chances, 21-13. High dangers were equal, but Rasmus Anderson had the highest game score against Anaheim. <laughs> like, wow. like, after the Ducks game, all I could think of was our team is mean. They're gritty. Top guns are deadly. Like, our goaltending is elite strong team defense i think like up until the vancouver game we were even talking when you were on vacation like we've allowed the least number of goals in the nhl this season yeah yeah we have like um, 
and you're getting point production from your back end. Mm -hmm. Like, and now the depth is starting to kick in. Like, it should, it's all coming together, man. Yeah. And then Adam Ruzicka got uh, fined after that Anaheim game. And I can, I have a, I have beef to pick with player safety. Could you, why do you have to find him $2,004? <laughs> like whoever decided to like pick the dollar figure and be like, Oh, this would be a funny joke. I hate you. <laughs> he goes. We don't. We're gonna get screwed out of the cup final on some BS again this year. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, look how specific this is. Find two thousand and four dollars and seventeen cents. What? Yep. Like, why? Why do you have to do that? Like, what? Like to me, like personally, like that dollar figure. Like, why? Why two thousand four? You think you're funny, Gary? Is that it? <laughs> you think you're funny? You're oh my god! Unreal. <laughs> that i looked at that and i was like no they did not just do that to me like i did not just read that tweet with that dollar figure thank you very much like wow they're really throwing shade at the flames right now <laughs> i was like man like what the hell and then you've got seattle and giordano makes his return let's talk about what happened at the end of the game so giordano kind of takes a little shot at backs and then kachuk comes in Goes after him. And then Gio's cross-check to Chucky was vicious. It was. This man was waiting to do that for a fat minute. Yeah. You can't tell me otherwise. No. He wanted Adam, for sure. And, Um, like, then you go back and you think about those rumors that came out last year with, like, a rift in the locker room after the Muzzin incident, and you're just like, hmm. I wonder where that stemmed from. Yeah, I was like, hmm, maybe these rumors were true. Maybe Gio leaving was the best thing to happen to our room, like hypothetically. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I don't think – let's talk about this. I don't think we should bring him back. I don't either. There's no, there's no reason to, I, I don't think. Like, if you're going to bring him back, right, eventually bring him back. on the line – don't bring him in at the deadline when you're, when you're selling assets to acquire him. Yeah, bring him in in free agency if you want to bring him back that bad. Exactly. I personally don't – I don't think we should. I think, I think we've more than well moved on at this point. You don't get the growth in Shillington's breakout, Anderson's breakout. Well, I wouldn't say breakout, but bounce back. Um, Zidorov. Yeah, like Zadorov and Goodbranson, like – fitting in beautifully in a Sutter system. Like, you don't get that if Gio's here. And I feel like part of him leaving and Sutter coming in was also a pretty, pretty nice culture shock to the team. Oh, definitely. And, like, I – it's not a path that I want to revisit if the basis of revisiting it is nostalgia and, oh – we can't imagine this team going on a run without him. Well, you know what? He's probably going to go to a – he's going to get traded at the deadline to a, another playoff team. Good for him. Uh, but at the same time, as much as I love him, I think we've moved on, and I don't really I, know – I don't really see a fit. No, I, I think that culture – the culture shock you're talking about when Gio, Gio gets left unprotected and gone and Sutter comes in, it's like – we're not playing any nice games here. We're yeah. here to win. 
and that's what we're going to do is we're going to win. And we had to lose our captain, but he's been our captain for years and he hasn't brought this team to any success. Like that's part of the, that's a little bit of it too. Like I obviously love the guy. We spent our entire lives watching him as a flame pretty much. It's like since we started watching hockey and just like you, you take a look at it and it's like, okay, I love how a lot of people were really mad at him for his antics and people have to understand that like he comes back after 15 seasons, former captain, he really like no one on that Seattle team wanted to win in Calgary more than he did. And it was a close one and it was chippy. And yeah. he said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to throw a shot at 11. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, how long do you think he waited to like do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely had it on his mind for a while, but I mean, you can't blame the guy. He's playing on a team that sucks, quite frankly, this year. Um, and he has to sit in Seattle and watch his old team, the team that he played for for years, have a great year. And it's probably super frustrating. And oh, yeah, I would do the same thing. <laughs> like when, in his, uh, I think it was his like press availability that day. They, he was saying how, he went and got dinner with a few of the guys. And uh, during that span, a few fans came up to them and was, were, like, congratulating them on, like, the success this season. And he said that he had to remind people that he wasn't on the team anymore. And I was like, my heart hurts. Like, yeah. That's right? awkward as fuck. <laughs> You're sitting in, like, Backland and, <laughs> and, uh, and Mange and all those guys. And right. they're all getting doing well and you have to sit there and stoke that like unreal just oh my god and like backland speaking of backland his seven he's that's marker after the seattle game that was his 792nd career game that's fifth most in franchise history yeah he's a long tenured flame he really is like give me like there are not a lot of guys in the league that are i guess not exactly all-stars that aren't as tenured like Backlund has been here for a hot minute. <laughs> oh yeah. Just oh, and then after the Seattle game, we had the Winnipeg game. Monahan scored a snipe on the power play. I was watching this game and I was like, I was like, pardon? I was like, that's still here. Like, <laughs> Where, why is it not as frequent, Sean? I would love to know. As much as I, I think the Lucic Monahan to Foley line is okay. I don't know. Do you, would you, do you want Lucic there or do you want Dubé there? Dubé was a healthy scratch last night. I thought that line was great. I'm not going to lie. I like Lucic in on the four check. He was creating turnovers for to Foley and Monahan to work with. Like, I, I had no problem with Lucic on that line last night at all. And Dubé, once again, like, what is he doing? He hasn't done anything. I mean, I, I can see why he's a healthy scratch. Like, He had a nice little stretch in the Anaheim and Columbus games, scoring back-to-back. And then, right. uh, and then it's just like, oh, healthy scratch. Your, uh, your replacement is uh, Brett Ritchie. Brett Ritchie, which uh, he uh, still – doesn't have a point. Yeah. You know what's hilarious though? That line actually was fine last night. It, they were good. They, like, I they, was like, I was like, wow, this is great. I'll take yeah. it. They set the pace of play. They forechecked hard. They created a bunch of turnovers. There was one point in like the first or the second where they 
had offensive zone time for like a minute and 30 seconds and they were just cycling and creating chances. And I was like, what? Like the vet out here doing the, doing the Lord's work. Literally. Uh, like I, <laughs> wow. And then you get to the shit show that was the Vancouver game. And uh, that was the first time all season we've allowed three power play goals against. Uh, yeah, it the PK went four for seven, where you know pretty much prior it was twenty four for twenty five at ninety six percent. So, yeah. and I mean, you know what? Like, everyone wanted to make a big deal out of losing that one, but first and foremost, we don't suck, Chase Claypool. I'd like to just preface that i hope you stick to football my god um <laughs> like the dude literally blew a raspberry in front of the entire like like arena like buddy you're a grown man what literally blowing, like what are you doing blowing a raspberry after speaking out of your ass like what what was that i guarantee you he's not even a vancouver fan like he, he oh. just talked that. <laughs> like literally Bro. just talking about dude like he's and from africa isn't he you can't take seven penalties in a game. That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I heard the refing was garbage. It I was. mean, I wasn't able to, but it, it, um, it was horrible. It was horrible officiating, uh, mixed in with less than stellar giveaways on our part. Uh, some absolutely shit potluck, puck luck. I can't even talk because I'm mad talking about this, but it's fine. Absolutely terrible puck luck. And then just Demko stood on his head. Like, it was a summary of pretty much all of that. That was probably one of the most frustrating Flames games I've ever watched. Like It's, just, it's one of those ones you just have to throw out, you know? Like, you're on this massive win streak. One night, things don't go your way. You can't let it consume you and drag you down. And our Vancouver – okay, I'm sorry. Vancouver fans might be more annoying than Oilers fans. I'm not going to lie. So I'm lie. They were fucking stupid after that win. Like, a few Canucks fans DM'd our page and were like, hold this L. So then I sent a photo of the riot, and I was like, this is you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like, what do you want from me? Like, seriously. Like, I, like it, it was also kind of ridiculous watching – our own fan base kind of lose it a little bit after that game. And it's like, okay, you got, you understand that that was the first loss in span of over a month. And you should probably wait till Saturday to see what the bounce back game is like. Well, guess what? We gave up seven. We scored seven. Did the Vancouver game theoretically happen? Fuck. No, it didn't. No, exactly. <laughs> like, and against a good team in Minnesota, like Minnesota is what they're for like they're second in the central behind Colorado. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like Minnesota is a good hockey team. And I'm sorry, Vancouver isn't. You guys won one game. Have fun watching our team play in the playoffs while yours are on the golf course. Okay. Like I was like, I was sitting there. I was like, okay, well, um, there's a nice tweet from Matchsticks and Gasoline that was summed it up beautifully. Uh, with the win, Vancouver's playoff odds jumped to 12.98%. With the loss, Calgary's playoff odds fall to 99.44 says everything you need to know and then there was a really funny tweet also from matchsticks and gasoline they were like ah, the flames are playing the long game by giving vancouver hope 
that they can get back into the playoff race and that they won't sell at the deadline leading to a 10th place finish. <laughs> Big brain energy, my friend. <laughs> Big brain energy. Unreal. Just But you look at JT Miller from that <clears throat> Vancouver game. What a night he had against Calgary. Two goals, two assists. I mean, dude, whoever whoever he goes to, if he does get sold off, which I hope for his sake he does. Um like they're that that team can like I heard something about Toronto acquiring Miller and I was like, well, if they can find a way to fit that, that would be kind of disgusting. That would be gross. Cause even like while well, watching that Detroit and Toronto game last oh night. God. <laughs> Dude, like we want to talk about touch that. Like the final score was 10-7. Well, I, I turned it on and it was 6-1 Maple Leaf. So I'm like, this is crap. I'm like, no way I'm watching this. So I went and watched the Nashville-Tampa outdoor game. Yeah, yeah. That one, like, goes into intermission. I snap back over to the Leafs-Detroit game. I'm like, I want to see how many the Leafs have. It's 7-6. And I'm like, what What happened? Like, what is going on? You're like, like I leave. <laughs> I, like, I left for 10 minutes. <laughs> Literally. Like, I leave for 10 minutes, and I come back, and everything's a mess. Like, crazy. Just crazy. But it's like. If the Leafs add JT Miller at the deadline, their scoring depth is gross. That's like I was watching when I was watching that Leafs game, I was like, this team kind of before they gave up five goals in the first 15, <laughs> five minutes of the third, I was like, this team's kind of a wagon. I'm not gonna lie. Like they're looking really good. I if they are, can figure out their goaltending situation, that team's gonna be very good. The, their, their, their team overall, though, needs to pick up some grit. Like, when we played them, like, they tried to outplay us physically, and I was like, oh, that's cute. Not against the like, big bad players. Like, I was like, that's not getting you anywhere. Like, I'm sorry, but no. Um. Anyways, check, check this out. Here's a list of NHL players with more goals at 5-on-5 five five than Andrew Manchapani since the start of 2020. Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Kyle Connor. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's disgusting. That is gross. Like, like some people just did not like. Oh. Like, I'm sorry if you if you didn't see Andrew Mangiapane's breakout coming at this rate, and you were using the eye test for your defense, up your prescription, please. <laughs> <laughs> like my god like at everyone who disapproves of analytics like uh. <laughs> right and then since check this one out since joining the team to begin the 2014-15 season johnny goudreau has 130 more points than the next nearest flames player 130 yeah listen to this one since johnny goudreau became a full-time nhler in 14-15 only two players have even have more even strength points than him Patrick Kane and Connor McDavid. That's it. And we're we need to like just re-sign the guy now. Resign 13 and 19, please, right now. 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 Like right now. now. Like these, 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 I'm expecting these to be already printed. Like these, like the contracts. Like, or like they're they should be ready yeah. to sign. Like they better be. It's like Craig Conroy comes out. He's like, they call me Santa Claus for giving out contracts. I'm like, bro, could you just sign him? Please just do it. Don't. Yeah, stop about it and get it done. Yeah, like don't give me the whole like, oh, we're going to get it done. It's a done deal. And then that notice how when he said that, he was like, oh, it's a done deal. I'm going to talk to Lewis. I haven't talked to him. I'm like, 
you have so it's a done deal but you haven't talked to his agent yet okay <laughs> like what <laughs> not adding up here like <laughs> like all right it's like do you want me to talk to lewis his email is available like i'll i'll talk to him for you if um, you don't have i'll do it right now like yeah. I'll, I'll draw i'll do it <laughs> It's like, hey, Lewis, just checking in. How? What's the status like with your client, uh, JG? <laughs> like, just, my God, like, oh, my goodness. And then, like, last night was Matthew Kachuk's 400th NHL game. Yeah. Check, check this out. Since being drafted by the Flames, six overall in 2016, he has 134 goals, 200 assists, which is first in his draft class, 334 yeah. points, second in his draft class, and has drawn 203 penalties, second in the NHL in that span. Beauty. Like, what more could you ask for out of Chucky, dude? Like, the guy toned down his antics and replaced them with point production. Yeah, replaced it with on-ice production. And like he having himself – that whole top line is having themselves a year. Just crazy. I can talk about – Lindholm going on the eight consecutive games with a goal streak. Like the guy, what was it? He had something like 12 points in four games or close to, or 10 or something like that. Like something disgusting. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, just, oh, I can't hype up that first line enough. Dude, like they, like even last night, Coleman, Manjapani, Lindholm, Johnny, Chucky all had great games. Look at Branson had six hits last night along with a snipe. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, okay, you can say good Branson's a shitty player, whatnot. But the thing that's beautiful about the Daryl Sutter system is it plays to his strengths and he's looking like an effective animal out there. And if you don't see it again, up your prescription. Thank you. Effective uh, animal. I love the term. Like just I love the- it. Yeah, like, bro, like, I could come up with, oh, just, what a, what a behemoth of a man, dude, like, seriously. Everybody is fitting in right where they should be on that team. It's this, um, every player that we have on our roster plays the Sutter way to a T. It's beautiful. I, except for Johnny Gaudreau, he can't play under a center system. Yeah, you know what's funny? There was a, on our page, we got a few messages on our page being like 13 and 19 have been awful the last four games. Absolutely embarrassing. I'm just like, uh, okay, where are you like, wow, where are you taking that stat from? And then I was like, well, they each have eight. Well, Johnny up until that comment, it was after the Vancouver game. I was like, well, Johnny has eight points in his last five. Matthew has seven in his last five. If that's embarrassing, I don't, we, you and I have completely different definitions. <laughs> like, are you <clears throat> playing NHL franchise mode on, on rookie or? Um, uh, oh, he's like, not, uh, it's like, oh my God, it says he's medium elite. Uh, <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Like, so like, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like anyone who's out here, like, okay, if you want to sit and talk about the top line, Daryl even said he wanted more out of Gaudreau and Kachuk. But in terms of how much more, I don't know. Like, they have been more than fine. The only thing that I can say that would work against or that has 
worked against 13 as of late is his puck luck. The puck hasn't been finding him ha- as easy the last four games. If that's what you're con- constituting to, oh, he's been awful. It's embarrassing. Again, like I've said twice earlier, up your prescription. <laughs> like apparently we don't know what we're talking about now. Apparently we don't pay attention according to I, uh, we don't pay enough attention to the games to uh, like, yeah, we only, we only have our own platform that you listen to team stats. This is how the flames uh, compare with the rest of the Pacific through 42 games. Uh, their goals four per game is 3.41. That's up from 3.19. They're first in the division. Their goals against per game is 2.33 down from 2.48. They're still first in the division in that category their goal differential is plus 55 their first in the division. their power play is at 21.8 percent their first in the division their penalty kill is at 85.6 percent their first in the division i don't know how many more of these i have to state to say that we're first in the division i don't know <laughs> like like <laughs> can, you, can you bring up just like the entire like goals for and goals against on the year i just want to hear them again because because they make me so happy. Those are on. Um, those are one hundred percent on ESPN, right? That's the one that you posted. I don't know how much you can, how much more you can stress about this team. Like, this is, like, <sighs> it's literally art, dude. It's art watching this team play. It's it's amazing. I <laughs> like I say, I've never been this confident in a Flames team. Oh, it's, this is the best season I've like 18-19 aside, this is better. <laughs> like oh, 100%. Because you know that you're actually playing a structure like structured hockey. It's not just go out there, run and gun and score your way to victory. Like you're actually playing a system under a great coach who knows what he's talking about. It's it's unreal. Like, check this out. I have some more for you. They're five on f- their even strength expected goals four per 60 is 2.85 first in the division like their five on five goals expected goals for is 55.8 percent first in the division their five on five shooting percentage is second in the division at 8.27 percent who's first is it edmonton i want to say edmonton i feel like a lot of that also skewed from their special teams right um their five-on-five save percentage is 92.9% first in the division. Like, like, dude. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Just, like, I don't know what else to say. Like, we covered pretty much all of it. Like, unreal. Just absolutely unreal. And, you know, Daryl Sutter comes in. You know, we tie the franchise record after the Winnipeg game, and he's like, yeah, I don't put much into 10 games unless there are 10 games in a row in the playoffs. And I was like – I was literally sitting there. I'm like, my God. That's the attitude you need to have. Like, we got outshot, like, 53 to 16 against the Leafs when Jeff Ford was coach, and we somehow won. And he's like, the season's back on track. (laughs) Like, no, it's not. (laughs) So we're we're not – we haven't given up the least amount of goals in the NHL anymore. We lost it. Carolina has given up 121 this year. The Flames have given. 124 now and we scored 175 
Holy shit. Sorry, I'm just going to go look. Uh, the Canucks have scored 144 and given up 146. So that's yeah. uh, that's uh, that's some elite, elite cup stuff. How many cups do they have again? Zero? Something like that. Something like that. It's funny how when a team wants to argue with cops and they're arguing with us when we've got the, you know, one, two, two. I'm going to say two. Uh, we've got the two. And then they want to come in here. They've got nothing. And they're like, oh, how many, how, many, how many playoff games have you guys won? It's like, okay, well, you realize that the only positivity, the only positivity that came out of your guys' bubble run, like literally 60% of the five reasons why you made it that far are all flames. So I'm just saying. <laughs> that, yeah, that was it. Like, just, it's killer, dude. It's absolutely killer. Anything else you want to add? I don't well I don't know I don't think so I think I'm I think I'm good like I just hope that we get an update on like an actual update on Shillington sooner or then rather than later I feel like yeah. Sutter saying he's fine is like slang for well he's not dead he's breathing he's okay exactly Sutter's saying that he's not sure if that means that he's healthy it might mean that he's gonna be okay but he might be out for some time. Oh uh, yeah, I want to know how long he's out. If he's in the lineup on, like, if he's in the lineup on Tuesday, bro, I will be absolutely. I'll be like, what? In shock. Play? Yeah. <laughs> like this guy's taking warmups right now. Are you kidding me? I was like, I, I looked at that and I was like, that does not. Like, I'm no, I'm no doctor. I'm no chiropractor, but I'm pretty sure your body isn't supposed to fold when you're crashing into the boards like that um, no kidding <laughs> i literally looked at no. i was like that's not good oh no. no no yeah that was bad no i was genuinely like i've never heard the dome that silent in like a very very long time that was probably one of the scariest things i've seen in a hockey game just watching the way that he crashed in that he just didn't move i was like Huh? And it sucks to see with a guy in like his breakout season, like Shillington, like he's, he's just getting going. And then like, it, it's one of those injuries where you don't know if he'll come back and, and be the same type of player, you know, if it could be a huge mental game, he's scared to go into the corner like that again. Um, but I mean, all you can do is wait and see for now. So. Yeah. And like, I just want to say people on Twitter are like, so people are mean, bro. I looked and I there was a guy who straight up said, "Oh man, I wish that happened to Brett Ritchie." First of all, why are you wishing that on a human being at all? There's a difference between humanity and sports, bud. I feel like you yeah. got to give yourself a little bit of a check when you're looking at everything going on in the world right now. I'm just saying. Yeah, no kidding. Like, no check kidding. yourself. Why are you making comments like that? Like, bro, I don't want Brett Ritchie to get like fucking paralyzed from the neck down just because he hasn't put up a point this season. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Like, what kind of comment is that? What kind of, like, joke of a human being are you to write something like that? Seriously. No, for sure. Brutal. I was like, well, that's classy. Uh, we don't claim him as a fan base for anyone who saw that comment. Like, brutal. I'm like, why are you wishing that on a human being at all? Like, unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like that's about it. I feel like we covered everything. All right, yeah. I mean, it was a lot. We had been putting this off for quite a bit, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll be with the next one so we can go more in-depth and actually talk about everything. Yeah, 100%.
And I mean, you know, with the way the schedule is going to be condensed now, like I wouldn't be shocked if they kept, if we had to do this plenty, a plentiful more times. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Just yeah. games are going to be coming to blaze in here. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to add. And, all uh, right. Yeah, I think we'll call it. All right. So uh, if you like what you heard or like what you went through for the last, I guess, close to an hour, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, tell your friends if you're Flames fans. We're going to be doing this as a permanent thing now. So, yeah. So if you're a Flames fan, subscribe. This is the worst marketing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I said like maybe six times in that sentence. <laughs> Anyways, oh. like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you, everybody.